0: Charismatic. He has this personality that really draws people to him. Um, he he's polite. I can say he's polite. He he doesn't try to be something who he's not, and he tries to just explain the situation as well as possible. Of Good day. I'm Gabi from Lithuania, and you're listening to The Missing Piece.
1: Hello everyone, this is Will from Beijing, China, and welcome to this episode of The Missing Piece. Israelis head to the polls recently for the fourth time in two years, hoping to break a seemingly endless cycle of election and a political deadlock that has left the country without a national budget during the pandemic. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu hopes Israel's world-leading vaccination program, which has helped the country emerge in recent days into something approaching normality, will give him and his right-wing allies an edge and a stable majority that provides elusive in three earlier rounds of election. But Mr. Netanyahu Prime Minister since 2009 is running for re-election while standing trial on corruption charges, a dynamic the opposition parties hope will prompt voters to finally push him out of the office. Well, join our show is Leah. She's a student in BGU majoring in sociology anthropology and politics. She's also entrepreneur and a writer of the lifestyle living. Her goal is to help people to reach their potential career path. Leah, welcome to my show.
0: Thank you, thank you for having me.
1: Well, it's so exciting to talk to uh, one of the millennials all the way from Israel. Now let's get to the question. Leah, can you share with me, did you participate in the election happen lately? And tell me why was it so important for you to join the election as a voter?
0: I participated in the last round of elections, and I think it's really important as a citizen to participate in this because um, that's how you don't lose your voice as a citizen. Because if you don't if you don't go to elect, it means that your voice is going to any party that wins, and this is not really fair, I suppose. So that's why I chose to elect to what? participate in that.
1: Sure. Well, Leah, I do want to mention that just like what I said in the intro, Benjamin Inayahu became the prime minister back in 2009. And for this election is rather critical. As you and I were communicating at this moment, perhaps maybe the result could come out in a second. But meanwhile, it doesn't look like it's going to pan out for any of the candidates. So let's go back to your view on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. As a younger generation, how would you describe his leadership style since the election happened in 2009?
0: I can describe that in a way that he's, he was and still is very, um, very influenced by the US government and he been, he has been there like a lot and he also wrote a book about it which I read some chapters so I know how he runs uh, the country, and I cannot say that he's doing it all wrong, because I disagree with people who say that Netanyahu is bad, and uh, no, I do not agree with that. I think he has just his own style, and he r- run the country very well during these 13 years, but the younger generation, my generation and younger people just feel that it was too long 30 years is a very long time for a prime minister to uh, rule the country, and we just feel it needs a change. But the problem is that we don't know if this change will happen and how it will happen. If it happens, we want it to happen uh, even better than it was, but we hope it wouldn't be worse.
1: Well, but uh, just like what you said before, a lot of friends around you—they seem to hold this opposition opinion towards Benjamin Netanyahu, regardless how he managed the crisis, especially during the pandemic. Balia, I do want to go deeper with you. What are the what are some of the characteristics of Benjamin Netanyahu as the prime minister that particular or especially interests? You, because we know that the younger generations across the world actually rising on this unstoppable speed. And a lot more leaders actually believe if we just actively engage with the younger generations, you are the people who can actually change or even make the impossible become reality. So again, the question back to you, Leah, is why do you think Benjamin Yanayahu is so quote unquote appealing or even more attractive to you as a citizen
0: i guess because he's charismatic he has this personality that really draws people to him um he he's polite i can say he's polite he he doesn't try to be something who he's not and he tries to just Explain the situation as well as possible. Of course, he doesn't have the whole answers. I think no politician has this uh, this uh, this knowledge. But he, I think, he still does the best, uh, especially when he wants. for peace Um, and that and this is one of his characteristics that really um, drawn me
1: and I guess other people okay well Leah again you are as someone who's in this university and um, in Israel and of course that as I mentioned before you're also an entrepreneur And but right now, let's talk about the local economy. And since the year of 2020 pandemic, coronavirus absolutely changed the entire world. And um, a multiple during the multiple occasions that we saw and we heard Prime Minister uh, 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 Mianiyahu came out to support this vaccination programs, and also a lot more people. Um, had this biased opinions to say, the vaccination programs only help with the people who, are ju- who have the Jewish background, which of course, he completely debunked that argument. Now, from your perspective, can you talk about the effectiveness of the vaccination in Israel? And also how would you describe the pandemic today?
0: beginning because it has such a story before when the pandemic was just in the beginning nobody knew how to address this and it was as new as in every country in the world and um i think israel didn't have didn't have uh, didn't have the best um the best system because Mm. we didn't really handle it the way we we should have uh, I know that countries like Iceland, so they addressed it immediately, they responded immediately to the situation, but Israel didn't. Um, we we thought that this case was pretty far from Israel, that it's somewhere abroad, and it wouldn't come to us, but it came. And then we we needed to address the situation by locking down down the whole country, like three or four times at least. Um, Which was pretty frustrating to people out there, to every uh, young person who was working, especially waitressing, because lots of students like me are, not everyone is entrepreneur, but, but other students are... Or uh, trying to be, trying to get internships, or just trying to waitress and saving money for uh, the following years in uni. And um, it, it was a struggle. It, it was a struggle for some students and uh, psychologically, um, in, in many ways, even physically sometimes. Mm-hmm. So for me, I can say that luckily, because I'm an entrepreneur, that uh, It it wasn't a great effect to me because I knew already how to handle for myself the situation because my business is online already. Mm. But for other people who is uh, working outside, it was a bit of a problem. And they couldn't find another job during these uh, months. And it was really frustrating for them. So I can't feel their, I could feel their pain.
1: Um, I know. Well, Leah, why why would you want to be an entrepreneur? And can you tell us a little bit about your program as an entrepreneur? Because I'm sure that I am not the only person who asked you this question before. But meanwhile, outside China or even outside many countries, people don't actually understand how younger generations in Israel are actually changing the mentality, not only socially, but also politically. So let's talk about what is your program as an entrepreneur and how and why do you think it uh, it's so important for younger generations in Israel to to build up this entrepreneurship or even the spirit of a business. Oh my god, that is such an
0: interesting question that I could really talk to you for hours, but because I'm doing different things and not just about business. I'm also helping uh, new immigrants here, and I run a whole project by myself. And also, I'm helping uh, some other small businesses uh, because they again struggled during COVID, and they they didn't know how and or didn't have any skills to transfer their businesses online or stuff like that. So I'm here to help them. So because I'm doing this various stuff so it's never I'm never bored and I'm not this kind of person that sits in the office and could do just typing 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 all day no I need to create I need to think outside outside of my box all the time Um, that's why I encourage this and I also encourage that not many people are meant to always type 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 in the office (laughs) Um, and Spread this diversity during people to do something different to lead to to be leaders but not just not just uh, official leaders but you could be any leader you want and this is the agenda I want to increase in every person who's interested
1: well Leah based on your description sounds like you don't live in a country called Israel but it sounds like you're living in a country what we called america because actually a lot more immigrants before the pandemic that actually moved to america because america if you are familiar has been known as the country where if you work hard anyone can achieve the dreams and the goals that they have in their hearts but let's get to the question of politically i know you're into politics as well since benjamin Netanyahu took office the relationship between Israel and Iran has been very much what we said, unpredictable. And also Benjamin Netanyahu, he was invited by the former US President Donald Trump to the White House uh, during many different occasions. Now, from your perspective, how threatening the situation of Iran to Israel today? And what is your take on the approach uh, uh, on the uh, management style for Benjamin Netanyahu, handle the relationship between Israel and Iran. Um, as I mentioned, I think he does it. He does
0: it pretty well because it's very tricky to handle this negotiation between these these countries. To Israel it was always uh, a problem, and because of Netanyahu, I think. Um, it's, it's more possible than ever um, so yeah I, I really appreciate his work uh, in there um, and we, and he always thinks stra- strategically you know what I mean mm. he always knows his uh, steps forward and he knows how to act towards uh, every action he takes and uh, there are many 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 uh, circumstances that he needs to deal with and with other leaders and it's not always easy but he still does that and yeah, I, I just I think I appreciate his work anyway
1: And and what about the relationship between Israel and Iran? What is your take on this one?
0: Tricky <laughs> This is the word I can always, I, I, I tell all the time and my takeaway is just being patient, I guess, in Well, do, every
1: well, negotiation Aaliyah, do you do you think do you think that Iran is posing as a threat to the economic and also and also the social development of Israel today? Do you think that we uh, in other words, do you think that Israel should care about Iran or should should be concerned about what is happening in Iran today?
0: That's a very challenging question. Um, I think, well, Israel is still not a government as a US, so we don't have these, um, we don't have a lot of things to offer, I guess, as the US. So that's why Israel wants in some way to help or intervene in this country. So we need. We need to collaborate with another country in order to do this because Israel couldn't do just by herself because Mm. I think it's impossible and I think not and also if I'm talking about the U.S. or any other big country, they always need help or support from other countries because we need this partnership and Israel is one of the smallest countries I know, so um, I think that if Israel tries to in some way help or intervene or I don't know what to do, because we still have issues in our own country and I always think that the leader needs to always think of his residence before he thinks um, about others. Um, residents, but he also cares what happens outside of the country. And he tries to prevent external wars, not just internal wars, but also external wars, Um, especially with all the threatening and stuff like that. So he always, again, he's always about peace. And if he knows how to do it, it's always about negotiation and being charismatic. Um, This is how he usually does that. And, yeah, I think uh, from my perspective, we couldn't deal with it alone. Mm. We need
1: partnership. Well, Leah, let's get to the next question, which I'm very interested. And I'm sure a majority of my listeners and viewers, they are very much passionate about it. Talk about Christian faith. We know mm-hmm. that whenever Benjamin Iniyahu, um travel or especially to America, he Heavily emphasizes on this Christian value because we know that Israel in from this biblical perspective, it's rather important and significant. Now, you again, as a younger generation, how important it is for a leader today to continue to appreciate and knowledge the Christian value or the biblical value of Israel today?
0: You mean just particularly christian or like
1: any religion because we have so many well uh just in general again i don't i don't because people wouldn't think about israel today as a secular country or as a secular of state but it's so important that for a leader especially this contemporary leader to think about this nation as um or you can either you call it christian faith or you called it uh, multicultural, um, uh, 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 religious um, country, however you want to uh, coin it, but again it, how important it is for the leader to acknowledge the historical Christian value or the historical evidence mm-hmm. I think it's it's
0: pretty important to, to know the history and also value it but Mm-hmm. Because what happened in Israel, as far as I can see, because we have so many religions and Jewish, Christians, you name it, <laughs> um, and we always trying to, um, to to not also not just acknowledge it every religion, but also act by it, and it's not always possible to always uh, try to be in the middle. Because there's no middle in Israel in that. And um, we always try to not have big conflicts about it. But it's like impossible. Um, and, and yes, if, if religion wouldn't dictate Israel, I think so many things would change. You, now what I can see is that only in the northern part you have transportation. And, but in the south, for example, you don't in, in uh, Fridays and Saturdays. Um, if you, for example, if you uh, want to, for example, in Yom Kippur, we have this uh, this day off that nobody drives, but that's that's okay. But um, sometimes what happens in valleys, for example, or it's just a tiny example, but sometimes they, force you to um, to keep this um, that's why we have all these diversity valleys or people around so I think if we wouldn't be as religious as today uh, many things would change and also about marriage I could say that if we wouldn't have this uh, in Hebrew it calls rabanut, which means that only uh, in that in that uh, particular um in that particular organization, you could get married and have your, let's call, certificate. Other way, you couldn't get married in Israel, just by the Um So that's my
1: opinion about it, I guess. <laughs> okay, Leah, I know you're fairly very busy as a student and also as an entrepreneur, but I only got two more questions before letting you go. The next question, let's go back to the election. Again, Leah, at this moment, you and I were talking, in a minute or maybe within a couple hours, the election result could come out and which could change the destiny of the country. But let's just say you as a voter, since you participated in the last election, for this one, what are you hoping some of the new changes in the, under the new administration, if anyone were to be the next leader?
0: Okay, I think that What they would have to do um, is, of course, of course, of course, um, developing more the healthcare. Uh, We have great healthcare in here and it's particularly free, not exactly, but particularly, Uh, but we still need. To this healthcare to be even better, and that's what I'm hoping. I'm not just hoping that uh, about negotiations and um, things that happen externally, but I'm also hoping for the better that the healthcare would be here better, obviously, that the uh COVID conditions would be getting better, of course, that people would be vaccinated more, and of course, we have. Uh, more and more people who are vaccinated every day but we need to increase that acknowledgement that we need to get back to normal life mm-hmm. or but my theory again it's not that we're going back to normal because things would change but it would uh, still I am hoping that the reality would remain like the same but with changes like the technological changes um because we still need interactions as humans um that's important and also i'm hoping that the not just the healthcare would be would get better but also the ideal too
1: okay well leah the last question i want to go back to um as your personal story You're a student and you're learning, and of course you're entrepreneur for sociology uh, as your major anthropology and politics. (laughs) Boy, that's mouthful. And this is only the third month of the year. So let's just say when you finish your study completely, what are you trying to accomplish? In other words, what is your goal ultimately when you graduate from the university?
0: masters, of course, in uni and I'm hoping to research more, explore what I like and uh, also get like um, a a job that I would really enjoy. If I'm getting an adult job, so this will be something that I would
1: really enjoy. (laughs) Well, Leah, you know what they say, all good things are difficult before they're easy. So, again, Being a student is not easy, but I'm sure that as long as you put effort into it and as long as you're willing to strive for excellence, you know what, like we say in the Bible, we always reap what we sow at the beginning. Well, Leah is a student in BGU, majoring in sociology, anthropology, and politics. She's also an entrepreneur and a writer of the lifestyle living. And her goal is to help people reach their potential career path. Leah, all the way from Israel, thank you so much for being on my show. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Thank you, thank you so much.